You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Good morning. Welcome. It's a Wednesday. We're back on the radio. It's been a while. Two days off for Christmas, for Boxing Day. Hope everybody's holidays is going great. I'm Patty Dumas. Got Peter Klein with me. Ryan Shotgun. Hello, hello, hello. For the next three hours. It is The Big Show. Sands, Russick, and Rose, they're off this week. They'll be back next week, as will everybody. I don't know how many people are listening to us right now. I don't think downtown's pretty dead. Yeah. Y'all were smart taking this week off, too. Good for you. It was funny on our last day last week. Friday, I mm. guess, would be that. Yeah. Um, Walking out of here, and normally, not normally, I'm only here, like, a, a week a month, basically. Uh, but normally, it's busier around yeah. there. You go over to the, the restaurant next door. It's packed. I walked along here, had the side. Like, you could have shot a cannon down oh, the yeah. sidewalk here and not hit anyone. Went up there and, like, greeted by four of the people waiting at the desk because they had nothing to do. It's yep. like, yeah, everyone uh, everyone <laughs> took this time of year off. And it's, I think, going to be very similar today. Yeah, no, it is it is that time of year for sure. Uh, we all, uh, the rest and re- recuperation Yep. Of uh, of all the all the mess that was 2023. <laughs> uh, good show today. It is a Calgary yeah. Flames game day as well. Uh, they're back at it. Uh, they'll have two more games before the end of the year. Uh, they welcome the Seattle Kraken uh, to the Scotiabank Saddle tonight. It'll be a 7.30 start. We'll be on the air at 6.30. But Flames Talk will get you underway at 4 o'clock uh, with Pat Steinberg and uh, our uh, fantasy football finalist uh, in our league. Aaron Vickers. Oh, he made it. He defeated me over the weekend. Oh, no. Uh, Who let you down? Nothing. Nothing I would have done. Like the biggest bench I had, I I picked up uh, the Bears defense to stream this week over the, because I thought the Ravens defense might have struggled against the Niners. Not going to lie. They had a hell of a game. Yeah. Uh, Their 15 15 points still wouldn't have been enough. Uh, He had a good game, but uh, Aaron Vickers will be up against uh, uh, Salim Valji. uh, Oh, okay. Three letter network. Yes. uh, In the uh, Flames media. Fantasy football. Works, All right. Well, so. uh, I was gonna say go Vickers. But yeah, yeah. Go Vickers. Uh, yeah. No, no, go I, Vickers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go Vickers for sure. But it is uh, <laughs> it is a Calgary Flames game. They will break in. Uh, break it down throughout the day. Uh, we'll tell you about our show. Uh, Eight o'clock. We'll have Matt Marchese, uh, the fan check down, does some producing over at the Jeff Merrick show. Uh, you'll hear him on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Uh, we'll talk about uh, the week six, uh, week sixteen in the NFL, setting up week seventeen, last two weeks of the year. Twenty four teams still have a chance to make the postseason. Yeah, it's wild. Most eh? since 2004. Uh, so that's pretty insane. 8.30, Derek Newmeyer. We believe he's over in Gothenburg uh, covering the World Juniors uh, for McKean's Hockey. He'll join us at 8.30. Uh, he's also he's a Western scout, so a lot of, maybe a little bit more on the WHL players there as well. And then at 9 o'clock, the voice of the Flames, Derek Wills, will join us to break down everything of uh, the Flames and the Kraken. Uh, but yeah, it's been a while since the Flames played. They played on Saturday. Uh, can't really remember much. It was five right. three. It was five three loss. <laughs> uh, Blake Coleman had a couple goals. Yeah. Uh, but you know this is coming off a game where they probably played their best game of the year against Anaheim. I would say uh, this is yeah. a team that's kind of floating around, and three points out of a playoff spot. Kind of like yeah, at this point, it's probably just like fight for the playoffs. I guess. Right? Yeah. Like, I mean, it, for for now, right? Like that's uh, until you know, kaboom. Uh, with, with different traits and stuff like this is going to be a team that is going to be competing for a playoff spot. And I would even suggest after the trades that we all assume are going to be made are made, this team is still going to yeah. be hanging around. Like right? it, It's going to be like what Nashville did last year. Totally. You know, trade off your assets, but still fight for, for you know, tooth and nail because you're still going to have likely Jacob Markstrom. You'll still mm-hmm. have maybe that defense core like Noah Hannafin. I think you send Noah Hannafin away, you send Chris Tanev away, it might start getting a little... A little bad back there. Who yeah. knows? Because those guys have just been so solid all year. Uh, and then up front, I mean, it's it's Elias Lindholm. I think you could remove him, and I don't think the team would miss yeah. him too much. But he has been playing a little bit better of late. I will say that. Uh, but, yeah, more on the Flames and Kraken as we uh, as we delve into this day. But, it's, again, easing back into sports. I was checked out of it for the last week. Like, <laughs> it's just been, you know, me just chilling out. I was watching, of course, the NFL. Yeah. Uh, that, that doesn't. That'll never leave my mind. But yes, uh, how was everybody's Christmas? We'll go around the room. Uh, yeah, Peter. Yeah, my, mine was a bit different this go around. Uh, my wife uh, and her sister kind of made a, a last minute trip to Mexico ah. uh, with our, our niece. Without and then, you. Uh, yes, without me. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I was smart enough to agree to do these three shifts here. Uh, I'm not standing on a beach right now. Oops. Uh, yeah, but 
I was like, okay, well, this is fine. Like, I'll go, I'll, I'll go surprise my parents back in Saskatchewan. And then my dog got kennel cough, oh, um, which is uh, contagious. I and know I, that. My, yes. my parents have a, a senior dog, and like that, I'm not gonna risk that. So it was mm. me, the dog, and two cats watching every ounce oh. of NFL football that hey. was on over the the last little bit. That's so, okay. May, may, it would. Bit of a different feeling Christmas for sure, but uh, kind of made it my own. Went down here like Olympic Plaza is so gorgeous this time of year. Yeah, it was really. really I was popping by there. Uh, I was driving by on Christmas and it was really bumping there. A bunch of cars are parked. Yeah, people are skating around there. It was, we, you know, I like having that central Christmas tree. You look at yes. New York. You look at like Rockefeller Square. All the big cities have the nice big Christmas tree. I like that. Yeah. Over at yeah. Plaza. And Stephen Ave was all done up and everything oh, like yeah. that. So kind of, yeah, just kind of made it my own. It was a bit different, but uh, I was also able to, yeah, sit on the couch and watch, I, I guess, like 16 cumulative hours of the NFL over the last two days. So. Yeah. That's kind of like where mine, <laughs> mine kind of came from. Like, you know, my roommate was away. Uh, so it was just me in the, in the, in the place, you know, went to, went to the families for a little bit, hung out. But yeah, my Christmas kind of low key didn't do much either. I watch a lot of football. That's about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, Shan, GVP, how was your, uh, how was your Xmas? Oh, it was pretty good. Patty, Peter, good morning. Um, yeah, same thing with me. Just kind of unplugged, watched that Flames game against the Kings, had some takeaways from that. It was an all right game, like you said, coming off of that Anaheim victory, which was a bit better of a 60 minutes. Uh, Christmas for, for me was kind of just drawn out, like spread out over three days. My brother flew in from Victoria. Oh, I got to see him nice. for the first time in a little while. Uh, you Did know, you go to had, school out there? No, he just works out there. Oh, he just some engineering work okay. out there and whatnot. But nice. uh, yeah, he he flew in, got to see him, spent some time with the family over Christmas Day. Cousins were over yesterday. Going to have some aunts and uncles coming over tonight. So oh, yeah, nice. This guy doesn't over stop. Three or four days. Yeah. yeah, I'm all Christmas out, guys. I'm all Christmas out, but it was pretty fun. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I Christmas was good this year. It was, it was a little quieter than than usual. Sister came back for uh, from school as well, which was nice, but. I, I, I do feel that she's getting a little too much of the attention. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> of course. Lots of lots of NFL. I have a hard time watching the NBA Christmas days now. I used to love it. It's 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 yeah, I think a lot of people are I only got in to the watch same the boat. one game of that, just the, the Bucks and Knicks to kick it off. And then other than that, I was just kind of checked out on it. It's just not the same. Because since yeah, the NFL's taken over Christmas, mm-hmm. it won't yeah. be next year because Christmas will end on a Wednesday. Oh, uh, but do not doubt the NFL. I, the, I, I was trying. Literally, this is how I spent my Christmas like, extravagant. How do we get yeah. this NFL play on Christmas Day every day? And I'm just like, what happens if it lands on a Tuesday or Wednesday? Yeah, you're gonna have to have a team play like the following Monday and give them like a Thursday the week before, right? To give them like the most possible time off. Yeah, you uh, see, you should. But I remember back, yeah, remember back to pandemic time <laughs> oh, where it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, no, play two games in three days. Yeah. Whatever, go who, for it. Yeah. Who, who played on a random Tuesday? Yeah, at it, one it was time. that, uh, what, what was it like Steelers Ravens or something yes. like that? Because all the quarterbacks were, were getting yes. sick. Uh, um, weird so, time, weird, weird time. time. Yeah. Kind of interesting to watch sports, though, at that time. It was really weird. Yeah. Especially football. Uh, well, obviously, hockey had the bubble and NBA had the bubble. But yeah, the, yeah. Like, with the NBA, it's, it's a day that's. It used to be their day for sure. It was, they always they've always played on Christmas Day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but since the NFL's like, like just seeing that like they had like last year. I haven't seen the ratings for this year's games, but last year's it was like twenty three million watched on average of the three NFL games. It was like four point five million mm-hmm. average watching the five NBA games. So. It's the yeah. NFL's that wheel, that machine. For and sure. like the NBA stopped doing Christmas jerseys Why? and all that too. Like I, I never understood the that. commercials, kind of... like the the jingle bells with the yeah. guys yeah. shooting on the hoops. Like, that was fun too. They did a lot more promoting for that cross promotion because they could because they were the only game in town. But the NFL's yeah. like, and like those are nah. bigger games too. Like you know, you saw yeah, it's always Celtics. Teams. Like that's an awesome rivalry. It's always been like that. You know, finals rematch, yeah. the Nuggets and Warriors. Philadelphia is playing Phoenix. I know they've been kind of eh this season, but they're taking on Luka Doncic. So I mean, yeah, they have great matchups every single year, but it's just doesn't seem to hit the same for some reason. And like, honestly, you know. like I, I was looking at it because yeah, it's like a marquee marquee slate. I was like, all right, like I want to watch these games, but I know like I'm coming in here. Also, the NFL is the NFL, so like yeah. I'm gonna put the NFL on first. I'm a Raider fan, so that game's on. Yep. But I was like, these first two games, like Raiders, Chiefs, Giants, Eagles. They're going to be ass kickings. It's not going to matter. It's going to be fine. Like, I'll watch the first half of both and then just slip over to whatever basketball. And then both early games were pretty dramatic. Super entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> like, all, like the, the nightcap was the game that was like, eh, outside. Yeah. Of, you know, there were some entertaining moments in that game. But overall, as a, as a game, you know, the Giants uh, fought back at many points, almost tied it there at the end. But. Uh, nonetheless, you know, they benched. I think Tommy DeVito's Jeremy Lin run is done. Yes. Yeah, I would yeah. say so. Finally. Yeah, yeah. I think he's uh, he's finally. I think Tyrod Taylor's going to be probably the starter for the final two weeks. 
because uh, the Giants were just so much better with him on yeah. the field. And I think his, uh, you know, he's not going to have Joe Barry's defense to play every week. <laughs> no. I will say that. Yeah. No, that'll uh, help. And I, I think maybe him trying to up his price to twenty grand for a Well, I wasn't even now, him. Maybe. That was his damn agent. Yeah, I think the agent. Might, I think now if other places are going to be like, hey, you know what? It's five grand now. Just yeah, if you want to come in, you got to pay us. Actually, uh, yeah, yeah, you have to pay us for the pizza. <laughs> yeah. You want a slice? Yeah, right. sure. Nine six zero nine six zero. If you want to uh, chime in on the show, uh, yes, a uh, couple guys, you know, ride along with us. Martin Country Hills, thank you, Greg, feeding some cattle out in East Central Alberta. Oh, there we go. Uh, one text up here. How is your pup doing? Is he over the car? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, only really like there, there's still a couple little like, uh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. really only when she gets super excited. So it's yeah. The, the toughest part right now is she loves other dogs and like ah. can't be around anything um for another like week or so Oof, and so she is just going absolutely insane what kind so of uh she is a lab mixed with we're not sure but the way her face looks definitely some pit bull in there oh, um beautiful. and we, we think cane corso as well okay. um, so just yeah super like gorgeous dog elite dog uh but also tons of energy and can only go for like three minute walks at a time, basically just to yeah. go to the bathroom and come back in. Yeah. So oh. uh, trying to figure out different ways of keeping <laughs> her entertained in 850 square feet yeah. of our place no. and not like just chasing cats around the whole time has been a, a bit of a challenge. Yeah, so no, far. I can I could totally get that, especially anybody who lives downtown with a dog. It's yeah. like, I, I, I do see this, like some people, they just take them down to their little lobby. I'm like. Walk your damn dog, yeah. people. It's not that hard. Yeah. Not that hard. Well, we have we have a dog park just on the, the other side of a hill from us, and yeah. she lo- like just ripping around there and everything. Like she just loves all of that. But yeah, she's she's stuck just watching football and wrestling on the couch with me. Hey, you know what? That's that's all right. Yeah, it works that's for me. Right. It works for you. <laughs> I don't have to move. Yeah. Uh, wrestling tonight. We got some AEW tonight. Yeah. There we go. But yeah, either way, it is a Calgary Flames game day. Uh, they are taking on the Seattle Kraken. Welcoming the Kraken. This is their second meeting, I believe, this year. Uh, they won their first meeting in Seattle. Uh, like I mentioned this before, like this Flames team, 14, 15, and 4, three points out of a playoff spot. Uh, what should be the the mentality heading into these, like, uh, the, the, the new year? This is when you're kind of like, you're going to start coming out of the holiday trade freeze. You're going to be like, okay, what do we got here? What are we going to do here? Are we going to try reignite some of these contract talks with a Chris Tanev or or Elias Lindholm? Or I'm sure like you can get Elias Lindholm super cheap right now, but he's not <laughs> he's not going to budge from at least eight and a half, I would think. Yeah, uh, which is fair. I mean, he is going to be a second line center wherever he goes, and if he's on a top team, I think Colorado obviously covets somebody like that because I don't think they've gotten all what they wanted expected out of Ryan Johansson. And yeah. I think for what Colorado wants to do and, and win a Stanley cup, they're going to have to shore up that, that second line uh, center position overall. I like I've come back on this. Like, I think they, I know Noah Hannafin, you know, he kind of walked away from that contract extension and I don't know how much it is, but I think if there's one guy you need to try and, and center in on here is trying to get an extension going for Noah Hannafin. He would be the one that would make the most sense because he is still and relatively I, young and all of that. Because with Chris Tanev, you're like, okay, well, it's fine for one or two years. I don't think the guy wants a one or two year deal. He no. probably wants a four or five year deal. This is going to be his last time to really maybe cash in. And I don't know yeah. if the Flames are really wanting to to do that to an older player. So I think you have to focus in on a de facto older player because he's been playing forever, mm-hmm. but he is still younger than Chris Tanev, and that's Noah Hannafin. But again, I don't know. If Hannafin feels like, okay, because I I think at this point the Flames are not going to do the full tear down. They were never were. No. But they're going to do this retool on the fly, and I think they can be quicker. They can be better quicker done with some with some smart moves. And I think trying to get Noah Hannafin done at a good number and bringing him in, because he's just, he's, he just feels like that one guy, and he's his having a real career year. And it is, it's a contract year, of course. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't think this is so much a dated reference, but I don't think this is Hito Turkoglu going off or anything like that, right? Like this isn't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, boy, how did you get good all of a sudden? Um, what is that needle? But for uh, like, I, I, I certainly don't think that's bad what's guy happening Hito Turkoglu. Yeah, yeah, not a good dude. Uh, awful raptor too. Yeah. But for for Calgary, like I, I understand wanting maybe like Hannafin is someone who you would want to have on your team, right? Like he is still like mid twenties, very, very good. And for the last like year and a bit has been playing some very, very good hockey here with this team. The issue is, is that while he is also valuable to this Flames team, he would be a a valuable trade piece. And I understand like we've talked about, they're, they're not going to do, not going to do full teardown. 
right? Like, it's just that that's not what this team has ever been about. And I understand there is frustration around that from a, a certain pocket of the fan base, a very loud pocket of the fan base. Um, and so I, I understand that, like, th that that is the want, but it's probably not going to be the thing that happens here. But when you have someone who is coming up on an expiring, mm -hmm. that that is an opportunity to to kind of assess, like, where is this team and what can you actually do and what what can you actually get? And there would be, because of the value that he has to this Flames team, he would have that value. Like, every team in the league yep. can use a Noah Hannafin it and can benefit from that. Mm -hmm. And so I think when you look at where this Flames team is, I think it still makes more sense to, to try to move him. Because I, I yep. just, I don't know where they're going to be in the entirety of a, a Noah Hannafin contract, right? And that comes into, now, what, what's the what's the return on this? You're figuring, maybe, you're thinking probably a first and a, and a high-range prospect, or a decent prospect, at least, and you probably want that prospect to be a young defenseman. Mm -hmm. But the NHL teams, they're not giving away Young defenseman. I know Noah Hannafin is kind of a young defense, but he's not really. He, right. He's a guy that's going to be miles playing, on that young He's going to be playing a thousand games here sooner rather than later mm -hmm. um, at this age. But it's like, it's just you, nobody's, you're, you're going to want to replace him with a, with a younger version of himself. Yeah. And that's probably not going to happen because teams cherish those guys. Like Bowen Byram. There's a guy that's making nothing right now and he's on a, path similar to Kale McCarr. Yeah. And you have two Kale McCars on that team. <laughs> um, Which is gross. <laughs> it is gross. But it, it, it just trying to find, like, young defensemen that makes sense. Like, I don't know, like, like Philadelphia Flyers, there is a team that you could probably try and make a move with, but it's like they're also in a position where they're young, they're retooling here as well, but they're also, they've just gotten better quicker. Surprisingly. Right. I had this. I'm, out of nowhere got yeah. better. And and uh, credit to the head coach there in uh, John Tortorella, who's, yeah. I think, earned uh, a whole bunch of people's, uh, gained pack a lot of people's respect uh, with what he's done in, in Philadelphia. Yeah. And I'm not saying he's been a bad coach, but I don't think everybody's. Uh, he's had a couple of rough stops. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> here I go. Yeah, well, going off on a tangent here, I am uh, talking about the Flyers now. But uh, just focusing on bringing it back to this Calgary Flames team. Just looking at the guys that are the pending UFAs, you figure, okay, uh, Hannafin, that makes sense. If you want to do a proper retool, he probably is your guy that's going to get you probably the best return. Yeah, yeah. I him think. and Lindholm are going to get yeah, you you're like, probably the marquee mm, stuff. I just, I'm just wondering, like, just with that, like, mm. the defense might be more. It depends. Like, I don't know. Like, they're both very valuable positions. Yeah, obviously having a, a center and a defenseman, but, but like, yeah. it, say you did it with a, I, I know whenever you bring up this team, there's scoffs, but say you did it with a Toronto and it's a Lilligren or someone like that. Like that, that is that, that's something that I would find to be. You're trading like a Hannafin? Hannafin, yeah. Hannafin, Toronto. Okay. Lilligren. Yeah. And it, it, not, not one for one. No, no, I, I would lose yeah. my mind. Um, but <laughs> what? It, yeah. If you did something along those lines um, and then you have in your system, like what we still, we don't know what's going on with the, the Oliver Shillington situation. Mm -hmm. And it seemed like there was progress on that. But again, like you don't want to rush no. anything when it comes to that sort of a thing. Um, but you have Poirier in the system who people are, are relatively high on. Uh, Soloviov, I, I think, will get there someday, but th there is a lot of young mistakes happening. Just want Poirier happening. healthy. Right. Get him healthy here, playing some games with the Wranglers. He'll be up. Yeah. He'll be up before the end of the year for sure. And so I, I think there is... I, I think what moving a Hannafin does, moving a Tanev does, moving a Lindholm does, is it gives opportunities to guys like a, a healthy Poirier when he's back, or a Soloviov, or a, on the forward group. You get Coronado back up here. Um... That's kind of the only one right now, but you give these kids opportunities and, and I just like you look at where the flames are right now. Like, yes, it, it's it's all fine and dandy that they're three points out of a playoff spot and they're that they're battling in this thing. And if they want to keep battling, fine. Mm -hmm. uh, you're not going to bottom out past Anaheim, Chicago, San Jose. Like, you're just not going to do that. But you, you can when you look at that last game against the, the L.A. Kings and you look at what's going on in the West right now, like, OK, you, you can if you just want to cut off the standings and look at just the wild card, then, yeah, you're three points out and you can squint and see like, yeah, we're better than Minnesota, better than St. Louis. Uh, it's those teams that are in the division playoff right. spots that's right the, now. That's the problem. It's you're quite all due respect. You are not close to the Kings or Vegas. Vancouver, if this, if these are Best the Canucks, team in the league. yeah, if these are the Canucks, like you're not close to what the Vancouver Canucks look like right now. Yeah. Same thing, Winnipeg, Colorado, or Dallas. Yep. So there's six, 
And so that's why I, I, I worry about like long-term deals for a Hannafin or whatever. Cause like you're locking in to a wild card team. Yeah. And that has been the problem here for forever is that they have just been getting in for your two games, right? You've been locked into places six yeah. through 10. And yeah. when you're in six, seven, eight, like, okay, that's a playoff spot. When you're in nine or 10, then you don't really like last oh, year, they missed the playoffs and they don't get into the lottery for Connor Bedard. Yeah. It's uh, it's the double edged sword there. Yeah. Um, and that's where I think <clears throat> that's where I think Flames fans are, are, are kind of pissed off and, and whatnot when yeah. they see they okay well what are we doing here like because right now they'd be picking what not even maybe might be a lottery team they might be a, have yeah. some odds like a real tiny odds at winning the the the, the Celebrini odds yeah it's uh it, it's not great um, uh if I look at it here like they it they would have the eighth, eighth best yeah. odds uh, of getting it which is six percent it's insane that Edmonton still Right, two points behind Calgary, <laughs> and uh, yeah, like they're they. I know they they've won two straight, but they lost three in a row before that. Uh, the Oilers, they're they're a team that they're a team that could get into a wild card and be like, okay, they can win a game. Yeah, they might win it. They might win a series here. I just wonder, being that low seed, their matchups, they're going to lose those matchups. Being on the, that road team, and that's yeah. where I feel like the Oilers are going to have some trouble, and where they got to essentially win four out of five. Three out of four the yeah. rest of the way. <laughs> yeah, they, they need to go on some kind of run here. Like, ooh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, keep the conversation going. Nine six zero nine six zero. Paul and Chesmer. Boys, if the Flames traded all the UFAs and Vladar, what could a retool look like with realistic offseason signings and trades with all that open cap space? Yeah, th- and that's the the other part of it, is that I don't think it's a... Stamkos is the biggest UFA. Right. Um, How much likely is he coming to come prob- to Calgary? Probably not coming here. He's got no. a cup. He's got cups. Right. It's not like he's going to be chasing rings. But again, yeah, the, uh, you so, want to hold on to that money. Yeah, and, and then like <laughs> if he's going to come to Canada, he probably want to be out, out east, yeah, yeah, close to home. Um, and, and so like you, you look at next year for the Flames, uh, they do have scrolling down quickly. They have thirty one million dollars in projected cap space for for next season. Now <laughs> they have two defensemen locked up. Yeah, uh, beyond that this year. So and we talked about before, like that there are some spots that would be filled in there. But there are only so many kids coming up right now. Like again, how many? How many can? How much? Like Nick DeSimone, twenty nine years old, getting his first goal there. Congratulations! But he, that yeah. guy's not. He's not a guy that you're going to be into the future relying right. on. Right, guys, you can, you know, Mackenzie Weger. He's going to be on the downside of thirty, and then it's Rasmus Anderson, who's your, who's probably your your, your marquee defenseman right now. Mm-hmm. But that is, that is grim looking at that defense core. And I think you have to be honest with yourself and probably bring back one of Hannafin or Tanev. I know Tanev at 34, probably, I, he's probably not getting a four- or five-year deal at that age, but probably a three-year deal for Chris Tanev is probably what, what he's probably looking at. Would you bring yeah, back Tanev I, on a three-year? I, I just, we've seen it this year. Like, he, he is playing his guts best, and all that. He's probably playing his best defensive brand of hockey he's played in Calgary. When he's playing. When he's playing. And that's the issue, is the when he's playing. Like, and, and he has been relatively healthy in his time in Calgary, except for this year, but you yep. look beyond that. And it's always something with him. And it's mm-hmm. because he is so hard-nosed and giving it everything he has yep. 100%. His injuries are usually brought on because of him doing something in the play, blocking a shot, yeah. you know, getting tight, like getting a, a stick somewhere or whatnot. It, it's, those are action injuries. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a lot of soft tissue injuries no. with this guy. No. It's a lot of, well, he blocked that puck with his face. I've seen so. that mouth. Yes. He ain't got no teeth in there. No, exactly. <laughs> and, and so, like, I, I just, I, I worry about that. And, and I, I do think, like, again... In a, a hypothetical world where you you do have Oliver Shillington, um, if you have a blue line like Uyghur, I get he's going to be thirty, but he is playing. I think yes. some of his best hockey right yeah. now, and so I think- and I, I also I also I don't think players are also in the decline as much anymore after the age of thirty. Yeah. I think the majority of them, like just with sports science and everything, guys get better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we are in a a golden like age. We're thirty seven year old, thirty eight year old can still like Joe Pavelski. Yeah, right. Yeah, these aren't the 35-year-olds who are showing up to training camp yeah, ripping well, on darts with a beer yeah, belly. Yeah, 34-year-old, I got to call it a career, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, no, like he, he's still... Crosby. Crosby, yeah. Like, yeah, 37-year-old Sidney Crosby. Right. Governor. Yeah, so you still have, like, probably five or six years of him being solid. So I, I think him, um, Anderson, and then you do have potentially Shillington, depending on what's going on there, mm-hmm. um, along with a Poirier. I do think, like, I... It looks grim when you just look at the cap friendly page, but I do think if you kind of bigger picture it, it, it's not quite as bad. And then if you do get a a Lilligren or someone along those lines, and then another piece back in a a Lindholm deal, whether it's like 
the Hoaglander or Kuzmenko out in um, out in Vancouver or whatever you would get in from like a, a Colorado, like a I think Byram is shooting for the moon, but like yeah. a, a Sam Gerard or something like yeah. that. I know he's yeah. got some stuff going on, but he's back. He's coming um, back. Yeah, but yeah. if you get someone along those lines, yeah. then all of a sudden it's like okay. This is starting to, to build again. And then you have another year of Sharon mm-hmm. Govich. Coronado, I, I think, is still going to be dynamite. Um, and, like, Pospisil's been great. Zari seems to be, like, something. And so, like, I don't... While it would be probably the the more wise thing to do to just, like, stick a dynamite and just everything goes Kaplawi, mm-hmm. um, I do think that if you just, like, just the guys who are moving out, and like like the, the texture said, Vladar as well, um, and then maybe like a seventh for uh, Osterley or something like that. I do think you you squint at it and it's like, you know, like there are some younger pieces coming in here this time. And so instead of, hey, look at this, this team is 10th with a bunch of 30-year-olds mm-hmm. who are maybe eighth with a bunch of 20-year-olds. And then just squeaking into the playoffs has value for playoff experience and things like that. So I don't think that this would be a real like absolute bottoming out here in Calgary. And I think when you go into that off season, mm-hmm. you would look for maybe a- another like marquee name. The problem is you're going to be looking for a number one center for forever. Um, and yep. those are, are very difficult to find. So you may have to kind of patchwork something together there. But I, I do think you, you make these moves, you go out and get a couple three, four five million dollar players. And all of a sudden you're building something that looks actually pretty good out here in Calgary. Ah, uh, yeah, I agree. And I think one of these defensemen, if uh, one of them, just one of them, Yan Kuznetsov, Soloviev, Jeremy Poirier, one of them becomes a guy, Yeah, I think you're doing all right. Then you're right. great, yeah. You're doing all right. Live from, uh, we're, we're emanating live from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio, Crack Foundation, Boeing Foundation Wells. We have a simple, permanent solution to stabilize your foundation. Contact Basement Systems. They are all things basementy. Visit dlbasementsystems.com. Uh not we'll see how is the morning report lots to get to oh we got some stuff we got you know? some stuff yeah we got <laughs> we got some, <laughs> got some stuff, stuff. Got some flames stuff. and kings recap gonna tee up the cracking game a whole lot of football to get through and uh some history made in the nba yeah yes some oh, bad yeah. history bad history <laughs> well uh, i mean for one franchise hilarious <laughs> hilarious if you're sicko we love it Pressure's uh, on the raptors now because they got to play that team next pistons are going to beat the raptors <laughs> don't you dare <laughs> i'm throwing that Peter's out there been, uh, i have been worried about this for a month <laughs> i know <laughs> <laughs> they got to get through the wizards tonight though oh man Ooh, they're five wins uh more yeah. reports next uh big show continues here on sports 960 the fan welcome back big show on your Wednesday, December 27th, almost the end of 2023. A few more days to go. Good riddance. Good riddance, 2023. <laughs> what will 2024 bring? More terrible. Ah. Ah. Uh, World Junior's going on right now uh, over in Gothenburg, Sweden. Uh, that sounds like a made-up place. Gothenburg? Like Go- Gothenburg? It, it sounds like someone was like, oh, Gotham, um, uh, let's make up our own. Gothenburg, yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the, the Swedish Gotham. Hammerfall. <laughs> They're from there. Power metal band. Their arena there, the Scandinavium, looks That's like the Saddle Dome. name. Yes, it does. Same the Scandinavium uh, is an amazing name for a building. It's got the too. same roof. Yeah. Love it. Uh, yeah, Canada, they're in action later on today against uh, Latvia. Coming up at 11. Bring it, Latvia. Yeah, bring it on, Latvia. Uh, 11.30. Uh, they won last night or yesterday 5-2 against uh, the Finns, who are currently uh, in a battle right now with the Germans. Uh, 2-2. Uh, second period just getting underway. Germany out shooting them 15-8. to uh, I'm sure we got more on the World Juniors coming up on the morning report. And if you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue. And 3rd Street Southeast, we say hello to GVP and Shan, and Finland has the lead. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Blue. Matty Rose. Matty Rose. Yes, sir. Welcome along to your Rose Report here on a Wednesday coming out of the Christmas break. No, Matty Rose enjoying some time off. So you got GVP and Shan along with you in the second segment for the rest of the week. Lots to get to here. Flames recap and an NHL recap from over the weekend. A whole weekend of football to get through. History made in the NBA, as I teased earlier, and more all aboard, y'all. It's going to be a treat. Yummy, yummy. Uh, We're going to start with the Flames coming off a (laughs) 3-0 win over the Anaheim Ducks. They would head to Tinseltown to take on the last Los Angeles Kings last Saturday. In the game against the Ducks, Flames got off to a good start, like I mentioned, on Friday. But you couldn't really say the same in this one. A Quinton Byfield shot would sweep past Markstrom to open up the scoring on the first shot of the game. Flames would push back right away. They would 
get the equalizer from a seeing eye shot from Rasmus Anderson on the right half wall to get this thing locked at one. Flames would have a strong-ish first for the next 12 minutes or so until they sent the Kings to the power play. Continuing narrative in that game. A lot of power plays and penalties here, but thanks to a Chris Tanev tripping penalty. This would lead to a pure loop to goal, not on the power play, but just when it was expiring. Dubois would deflect home his sixth of the year, and the Kings would take a 2-1 to one lead into the first break. Coming out of the break, Tanev would find himself in the sin bin again, but the Flames wouldn't mind. Is Blake Coleman. That guy's been on fire. Gets his 11th of the year, and yet another shorthanded goal for the Calgary Flames. Good play by Sharon Govich on this goal to pull the puck to his backhand, kind of feather a nice little saucer pass to Coleman, who would bury it, and also bury uh, Talbot on that goal. He would go flying <laughs> into the net to tie up that goal at yeah, I he was, two he was, apiece. He was a little roughed up on that one. I, I, yeah. I had the TV on in the distance, like where I was at. up, like Coleman's leg was like almost touching his head and stuff. It was kind of a nasty Ooh. play. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he would lock it up at two-piece. Flames not really able to build off that goal again. Kings would push back hard to look for a go-ahead goal and they would get the answer they were looking for from a Le an Alex Laferriere skate deflection from a cross-ice feed from Drew Doughty to go up 3-2. Kings would start to separate themselves from the Flames at this point. Flames had a couple lackluster-looking power plays. They did go one for six on it, but including, you know, they almost gave up that shorty to Trevor Moore on the doorstep of Markstrom's crease. Morrissey wouldn't be denied shortly after, though, as he would bury a snipe past Jacob Markstrom on a perfect shot to go bar down to extend the Kings' lead. To two great start of the year for Trevor Moore. Actually, he leads the Kings with yeah. 16 goals. His career high is 17 back in 21 22. Well, that's getting shattered. He's, yeah, he's become a really, really nice depth scoring piece for the Kings team that is already super deep up front. Oh, good. Yeah, I was really worried. Yeah, that, we just um, need more uh, more from this team. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. They, they've had a real rough time for the, the last decade or so. I, I will so. say the 2020 draft class is starting to figuring it out now. I yeah. know it was it was a very tough time for them, obviously not like playing. COVID scouting and all that. Yeah, COVID yeah. scouting, they they lost their last year of junior. Quentin Byfield was like, oh, wow, this is a bust. Yeah. Oh, should have took Stutzla. Oh, oh, no. Quentin Byfield's up to, uh, what, 10 goals now? Yeah, and um, he looks... Like he's gonna. Yeah. It looks like he's figured it out. Lafreniere's figured it out. Too, yeah. uh, Marco Rossi's figuring it out. Yeah. Uh, Connor Zari was a 2020 pick as well. Yep. So uh, still waiting on Shane Wright. Still waiting on Shane Wright. Yes. Uh, and Slefkowski. Kind of. yeah, and Slefkowski's uh, kind of. starting to figure it out. Like I, I don't. He's never gonna be a point per game guy. But I think he's figuring is out what he right is. Right up with the Kraken right now. No. 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 Well, he's not gonna be tonight. Just kind of hanging around with Coachella Valley. He's been like kind of irrelevant for them too. Might he be scratching a, the playoffs last season. Hasn't really. This might I, be. I just don't know. Don't know what their plans are for that. Guy, this might really. be a guy that needs to find a new new home, new yeah. new new, uh, new new uh, new scenery, because uh, obviously he was supposed to be first overall. We all thought, you know, the looks at the draft, you know. Oh, that's still. Like the stare down at the Habs I, I want him to be good just so that we can keep having that stare down come up for yeah, forever. Like, right? you want that stare down to be relevant. Like, yeah. oh, you, you you messed up. Right. Mm -hmm. Don't be a guy that's out of the league. In yeah, no, no one remembers that if Ryan Leaf stared anyone down for his draft or anything like that. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully he gets it figured out. But, yeah, it's so weird. Like, you think about, like, the kids that are playing at this World Juniors. Like, the, the COVID stuff happened three to four years ago. So that's, like, when they're 16. 17 years old, right? <laughs> yeah, so exactly. it's it's wild that we're kind of like working our way through that cycle now yeah. of, of players who had that affect all these things, and now we're kind of getting yeah. back to the, the normal players again. <laughs> exactly, but yeah, continue there, GVT. Sorry. Uh, yeah, back to it. Flames would go to the second intermission down 4-2, as I mentioned there, but they continue to try, they continue to try and uh, fight back in this game, despite looking a little disconnected and dysfunctional at times in this one. And speaking of dysfunctional, how about the Flames power play here? A little wonky all night against LA, especially <laughs> the first unit. Yikes. But the second unit would find a gift as Blake Coleman would get his second of the night and his 12th of the year thanks to a loose rebound in the slot. Coleman now leads the Flames in goals and points. I asked Pete and Matty uh, this question the other week about Connor Zari maybe being the best Flames skater just because of his raw talent and what he's done energy-wise to make Kadri so much better this season and whatnot but for right now it's hard not to say Blake Coleman has been this team's best skater he's on a pace for a career year offensively he's one of our more responsible defensive forward he kills penalties playing on the second unit power play it's hard not to say he's been the the best skater up front for the Calgary yeah, Flames no, all season. Uh, hard not to disagree with that. He's on pace for 30-30, uh, essentially, Yeah, uh, which would be great We're yeah. for uh, a team that, you know, had, had struggles. I mean, we were even going to get a 25-goal score. Uh, might have one in uh, in Blake Coleman, but, yeah, he's he's been really good. Uh, two of his – or I was his first on the power play as well because the power play has just been struggling. So, 
Yeah, happy for Blake Coleman. This is a guy that you probably didn't expect him to be the leading scorer of this team, but it's kind Definitely of expected not. to be the leading scorer of this team because who else was going to step up <laughs> you were thinking of? I don't know, number 10. Well, you're yes. hoping Lindholm in a contract year having a bit that of a bounce too. back. Yeah. yeah, playing a little bit better with the kids. You'd want him to be up there, but yeah, it's been a weird one. I, I guess Sharon Govich been a healthy surprise putting up some points here, here Slowly. and there. Kind of been yeah, he's getting... Been- there's a another guy. I feel like he's going to be a streaky guy where he's going to get hot like this and then yeah. kind of cool off. But, and, there's but that's guy. fine. He's not going to be. He's not supposed to be our leading goal scorer. Yeah, but another guy who's close to thirty on, yep. a, on, yeah. a project, on a projector for twenty-seven. So who knows? Uh, I like Yager Sharon Goich. I like Blake Coleman. Yeah, so two guys out of the Devils organization. Uh, with <laughs> that, with that Coleman goal, this would be as close as the Flames would get in this one. Quinton Byfield would blow the doors off Noah Hannafin. Noah Hannafin in the neutral zone to pounce on a loose puck mm. in the middle of the ice to close this one up for the Kings with an empty net goal. Flames lose it five three the final. Let's hear from Coach Huska after that loss. I didn't think we had a great start. I thought we did a lot of defending in the first period. After that, I thought we got better, but. Um, we had some chances. We just we couldn't capitalize on the opportunities we had with our power plays late. Yeah, Michael mentioned, I mean, obviously the, the one in the third power play, but you feel like you got enough in terms of looks and, and chances in the early ones? No, I don't know. I mean, we, we had some opportunities, but they were those in tight kind of stuffs around the net where, where goaltenders down low typically make those saves. So um, the one-shot rebound is what you're looking for a lot of times, and the goal that Blake scored for us, it's just finding a way to make sure our power play knows that they can be and, and need to be difference makers for us. Yeah, much of the same from Coach Huska there. Power play needs to be a bit better and just needed to be impactful if the Flames are going to start winning games against specific division matchups and in the Western Conference as they try to lock up that wildcard spot. Uh, tonight, Flames looking to shake off the Christmas cobwebs as they will face off against the Seattle Kraken tonight at the Dome. 7.30 puck drop. Derek and Megan will have the call. Pat Steinberg will have the pregame show at 6 o'clock. This is going to be the third time the Flames and Krakens would meet. Flames won the last one 4-3. Blake Coleman also had two, had two goals in that effort as well. Both teams hovering around the same spot over the last 10 games. Flames 4-4-2. Four, four, and two. Kraken are 4-3-3. Four, three, and three. Flames and Kraken tied at 33 points in the Western Conference. Kraken do have one more game played than the Calgary Flames. Flames, like I said, need to win these type of ones if they're going to want to get back into that wild card picture and eventually solidify that in the new year. Yeah, the Kraken have been a victim of uh, a lot of overtime losses. Uh, They've been getting to the extra session. They haven't been winning it there. Uh, But yeah, 33 points, both of them. This is a team that the Kraken have placed Calgary better here Mm -hmm. at the Dome. Yeah, Uh, we're undefeated in Seattle. Exactly, undefeated in Seattle, but I believe, uh, you know, they they, they, that loss last year in November, that one that really, you know, I think torched the season there uh, at the end of October. Uh, but yeah, it's it'll be fun tonight. Uh, Seattle Kraken. It'll be their last game before they go outdoors, I believe. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, yeah, on January first against the Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, look ahead game. Yes, there we go. Catch them. Yeah, them uh, yeah, ca- catch ca- ca- not yeah. mentally all there. Yeah, exactly. They're thinking they want to wear the barber pole jerseys. They want to go to T-Mobile. They want to have all the fun. Yeah, get them while they can right now. Yeah. I, I got to double check if it's their last game. It would make sense. It would make be, sense. It would be wild if it wasn't. They're not in Edmonton tomorrow or anything. <laughs> make sure. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like it's it's their first break game off of a Christmas break, so you know get takes a bit to get back into it. Plus, they're looking ahead. Oh, it's a, it's a perfect spot. For nah, them. they do have one more game. They're, what? They're at home against Philadelphia on Friday. That's dumb. That's weird. That is really. Why would they do that? They don't care about the Seattle Kraken. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's a home game. It's not like Vegas. Like, like you go. I guess, but but yeah, yeah. but yeah, whatever. Flames Kraken tonight, seven thirty. Watch it. Yeah, listen sir. right here. Yeah, listen right here. Puck drop, 7.30. Steiner got the pregame show at 6 o'clock. To the rest of the NHL, whole bunch of games to recap, but I'll just give you the highlights. We'll go to St. Louis. Blues legend Wayne Gretzky in the house to watch Connor Bedard live, and the kid would put on a show. Here's Bedard tearing out of the Hawks zone through center ice over the Blues blue line to the right circle. Toe drag and a shot. Goes wide of the net. Bedard got the puck back in behind the net. Wrap around, he scores! It was the lacrosse shot! Connor Bedard, his 13th goal on the season. He had Bennington looking the wrong way. He took the puck in the lacrosse maneuver and stuck it into the top left corner past Bennington. You got to see this on the highlight reel, it's, folks. We're tied at one. Oh, this is just fantastic. It's, oh, yeah. I mean, the fans oh, yeah. here in St. Louis, they're just going nuts because of the skill of Connor Bedard.
Yeah, Bedard scores on the Michigan slash lacrosse style goal, whatever you want to call it. Kevin Bieksa went on this weird rant in the intermission there. It was adamant. He's like, that's not a Michigan. It's all really the same. An absolutely filthy goal by Bedard. Too bad the Hawks suck, and they uh, they lose 7-5 in that one. <laughs> I think Mike Legg, when he did that at Michigan back, back in the day, was like, you know, Kids are going to be doing this. NHLers are going to be doing this goal on yeah. the regular. This is going to be in video games now. But that you, can get with you go one and watch button. Mike Leg do it. He stops straight up behind the net. It's a lot slower. Picks it up. Yeah. yeah. And then throws it in. It's not like what Bedard and Zegers doing full speed. Pick yeah. it up and sweep it, was it just, in. It was just a casual thing like, that Zegers did. Never like, seen just this. like, whoop, yeah, whoop, and it's in. Like, it's just, yeah, it's it's wild. He, and also, because it's like, I, I knew it was someone from Michigan. I forgot, Mike Leg. you yeah. said? If I'm Mike Leg, I'm like, can we not call this the leg? Yeah. Why, yeah. What's call with Michigan? Michigan. Because I played for Michigan. Everyone knows Michigan. No one knows Mike Leg. Nobody can we, knows Mike Leg. Can we, you know, Literally, the Wikipedia article is Michigan goal. Yeah. And there's no article on Mike Leg. How dare they? Oh, where are they? Oh, that is a good point because he does get yeah. forgotten about it. Everyone yeah. just says Michigan, Michigan. He's like, that's my move. Yeah, uh, call it the leg. The yeah. story was, uh, before attempting it, uh, Leg was skeptical about the legality of such a goal. While he was a player for the Wolverines, he would ask the referees during warm-up whether or such a goal would be legal or, not, or it would be called high-sticking. After no referee said they would call a penalty, he tried it in the game. So there you go. Yeah, that's fair. Love that's it. That's how it started. Uh, you mentioned it there. Zegers would make his return to action, and you know he must have been watching that Chicago game because he's like, "Hey, Connor, <laughs> that Michigan—it's kind it's of more. all I have left, pal." That would be—he uh, would score on another mission goal to get his second of the season. But yet again, too bad the Ducks suck and they lose three to two. Uh, Maple Leafs would beat the Jackets four-one. Austin Matthews would get his twenty-seventh and twenty-eighth of the year. What a start that dude! is having yeah. for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Colorado would beat the Coyotes 4-1. Nathan McKinnon would extend his point streak to 18 games. Over this stretch, he's definitely gotten himself right near the top of that Hart Trophy discussion. He just sits three back of Kucherov for the league league, uh, the league lead in points. Uh, last game on Saturday saw the Canucks. Canucks. Uh, would host the Sharks. Andre Kuzmenko would have a two-goal effort. Canucks win at 7-4. He needed that one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and uh, the Canucks now lead the NHL po- in points coming out of the break. What a season they're having. We keep saying... Uh, that maybe they'll slow down. I I just don't see it with this team. Everything is clicking for them offensively, defensively. They got great cold ending, and I think Rick Talk it's a great coach. Yeah, no, it was all uh, it was all on the health of Thatcher Demko, and if he could be the guy that can uh, be the Heisman or Heisman, the Vesna type <laughs> goaltender yeah. uh, that you you expected him to be, he's probably right there as a finalist. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if he's the winner right now uh, through the first half of the year. Uh, but yeah, twenty three nine and three. And uh, what have they done to the Sharks this year? That was seven oh, goals. Yeah. They, they had, had ten, 10 and one. Yeah, uh, they lead the league in goals for and are seventh in goals against. Like they are. That, everything you is want clicking. That plus, yes. Like yeah. I look at the teams in the like I look at the yeah. The points are all fine and dandy, but you look at the goal differential. That's a really good uh, marker and how to how to judge a team. Like the Winnipeg Jets haven't allowed more than three goals since November twenty third. Yeah. Like, that's insane. They got the best defense in the NHL. They were, I believe, in the NHL. Actually, well, and, goals against. you know, pretty good goalie back there. Too, pretty good, pretty damn good goalie. That's also getting a lot more rest. So, but this yeah. was, this was all, and this was what was so, fr- I mean, not here, because it's hilarious to laugh at them. This was always what was so frustrating about the Canucks, yeah. is that you had Demko, Pedersen, um, Hughes, Hughes, who could win the Norris this year. Uh, Brock Besser, at the time they had Horvat. Um, you you had all Miller of, now. yeah. Well, uh, he's you, buying in now. Yeah, he's buying in now. <laughs> but you had you had this young core. Like that's what you want when you do like the teardown thing is to get that exact core, and they just surrounded it with doo doo and mm-hmm. couldn't get anything out of it. Now they've finally figured out what to do around these kids, and they've just taken off. Wonder what that contract for Patterson is going to be. Oh, huge! Thirteen. Twelve and a half. Twelve and a half, probably. Yeah. I mean, if I'm Vancouver, I wonder if he like, does an hey, Austin Matthews type deal. Bridget, four years, become a UFA man, cashing again before yeah. thirty. Yeah, he could. If I'm Vancouver, you you kind of <laughs> like you lost the leverage, right? Like, yeah. you, so you just kind of have to like, yeah, whatever you want. Yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah four at thirteen. <laughs> back Let's go back for it. Point campaign. Yeah. Okay. Uh, fourteen games on tonight's slate. Uh, a couple Ooh. Canadian teams in action. Yeah, get, getting right back into it after Christmas. <laughs> After Christmas here, Toronto and Ottawa will be on Sportsnet 1 at 5 o'clock. New Jersey, Columbus, Washington, New York Rangers, Florida, Tampa Bay, all those games at 5 o'clock as well. 5.30, Pittsburgh Penguins and the New York Islanders at 6. You can check out the Stars, the Blues, the Red Wings and the Wild, or the Hurricanes and the Nashville Predators at 7. Winnipeg take on the Blackhawks. 
Colorado will be heading to Arizona to play them at eight. Two games to wrap things up on tonight's slate. Vegas Golden Knights, Anaheim Ducks, San Jose Sharks, and the Los Angeles Kings. A little bit more hockey to get to, and we'll go here. It's that time of the year. The World Junior (laughs) Tournament kicked off yesterday from Gothenburg, Sweden. Canada was taken on the Finns bright and early, and they start the tournament with a W. They win it 5-2. They had goals from Nate Danielson, Owen Allard, Macklin Celebrini, Matthew Poitras, and Maverick Lamoureux. Other scores from day one saw Slovakia beat the Czech 6-2. The U.S. beat Norway 4-1, and Sweden blanked Latvia 6-0 for today's game. Uh, one in action, one final right now. 3 nothing for Slo- Slovakia was the final over Switzerland. Uh, live right now, Finland leads uh, Germany 3-2. Upcoming games includes Norway and the Czech Republic. That will go at 9. And uh, the Canadians going to be playing uh, Latvia at, at 11.30. Uh, anything else catch your eyes from the tournament yesterday, guys? I know we kind of broke down a little bit of that uh, of that World Junior game, but anything around... Uh, you were on it yesterday, yesterday PK. You yeah. Were, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, that uh, that line, the the Danielson Beck and Allard line, is going to be a line that Canada falls in love with. Like it is everything that line. we everything we fantasize about yeah. our, our young plucky hockey players. They go in, <laughs> crash, bang, boom, goal goes in off his ass. Like it's just all that stuff that we love about the, the Canadian hockey yeah. players. They're good. Um, Celebrini, the puck jumps off of his stick. It is stupid the ability that kid has, and we should all be as confident as Matichuk is because he tried to. <laughs> From a defenseman, <laughs> tried to dangle one on five, and it almost worked. Um, so, yeah, I, I like this Canadian team a lot. Just one other quick note. In the Slovakia game today, uh, Flames prospect Samuel Honzik uh, scored. Oh, in the, good. Um, yes. Scored. So, uh, the opener, which ended up being the winner. Um, so, that helped uh, there. So, yeah, the, the lone Flames prospect getting her done, as they would say. Yes. All right, let's head, uh, let's head over to the NFL. I'm fine. Five beers deep. Are you trying to get punched in the face? <laughs> Ross, that is wildly inappropriate. It's not even 8 a.m. Uh, let's let's go to a couple standouts from the last week in the NFL. Derrick Henry, now 7 for 9 with four touchdowns and no interceptions <laughs> and a 123 uh, passer rating. Best quarterback on the Titans. He might be. Uh, <laughs> Lions clinched their division for the first time since 1993. Good for them. Mason Rudolph. Y'all weren't even bored when they won that division. I wasn't even close. <laughs> nope. Uh, Mason Rudolph was the missing piece of the George Pickens puzzle. P- uh, Pickens had almost 200 yards and a couple touchdowns. I benched him. Not he doesn't good. need to block anybody. No, he no. does not. No. Uh, Joe Flacco, still elite. That's what I got from, from elite. last Elite. Yeah. Elite. Uh, let's go to a quick preview for this week. The Jets and the Browns, they've got the Thursday game. Joe last Flacco. Thursday nighter. Yep. He gets Thanks his uh, Browns will clinch game. with a win. Browns will clinch playoff spot with so a win. So the Browns will clinch. This, he, like Flacco, it's been great. Flacco against this Jets defense, this has all the makings of a 6-3 football game. Oh, on yeah. Thursday. But you know, a little bit of a revenge spot for Flacco, maybe. That's true. Yeah. You know, yeah, I was the here. Noted New York Jet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Jets would be a playoff team if they had Flacco. They might be. You know? They might be. Man. With this Flacco play. There's so many teams. Like, there's been... So, not Though to, I still uh, worry about that old line. Not to go <laughs> on a rant, but there's been so much bad quarterback play this year. And then Flacco comes in off of the couch. Yep. And it's like, well, I'm better than half of you already. Yep. No, that's just how it works. Uh, yeah. Uh, 24 teams still alive in the playoffs. Uh, most since uh, ni- uh, 2004. Uh, this late in the year. So it should be a, an amazing final two weeks. Absolutely. Uh, Cowboys and Lions, this is the, the lone game on Saturday. Very excited for that one. I The Lions. Jimmy Johnson going success. to the Ring of Honor. Absolutely. So it, like, About time. Yeah. I, Him I, and Jerry have patched up. They're good yeah. now. Good. Yeah, let's, let's go look at look at Sunday. Bills need a big win over the Patriots. I, they always have problems with the Patriots. I mean, Tom Brady's not there, but... Uh, Bills yeah. can clinch a playoff spot, but they need a lot of help. Yeah, yes. they're nine and six. They're not looking that good. Well, I think you know, like that was like that was a tough game against the Chargers, but I do think this is a Bills team that I don't think I don't would want to play in the in the first round. They'd be playing the Chiefs. Yeah, Bills, oh. Bills, yeah. Chiefs at Arrowhead. Chiefs look great right now. <laughs> Mahomes every time he goes to the sideline, it's a viral clip. Yep. Yeah. Uh, another another standout game for me: Dolphins and Ravens. Eleven four Dolphins, twelve and three Ravens. Ravens big game against the 49ers this week. I uh, ended up taking. I think that's one seed on the line there. there. Yeah. yeah, Baltimore. That, like that's the best win of the season, and that was such a great performance. I've been saying for a bit like they're the most complete team in the AFC, and they looked every bit of that and on, he, uh, on Monday night. Lamar should be the front runner for MVP. He's done yep. it with a rookie wide receiver. He's done it with a backup tight end. That defense has been rotating guys in and out, and has still been solid all year. His top left tackle's been out as well. So like. Rookie offensive coordinator, too. Yeah. Now, Todd Munkin's Todd been around. Todd Munkin's been around. <laughs> but, yeah, no. Uh, Baltimore's a team I don't want to be playing come, uh, no. come January. No. Uh, quick bit of basketball. Raptors playing the Wizards tonight. I feel like oh, with God. everything that's going on with the Pistons. 5-24. Yeah, they, their disaster season has been swept under the rug. Uh, 
yeah, that, that one going tonight at 5 o'clock. Wizards 2-8 and eight in their last 10, but so are the Raptors. So not oh. a whole lot of good basketball tonight. And speaking of not good basketball, the Pistons played last night and they lost. Uh, 27 losses in a row. GVP, I know it's your favorite team. What are your thoughts? Uh, it's not my favorite team. I am a Lakers guy, but I, this has been my favorite story oh, across the, the worst. NBA. This has been my favorite. Oh, I'm the worst? Come on, man. I'm the Lakers thing. Oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, they, they've been bad coming out of that uh, in-season tournament. But, uh, yeah, Pistons, I've been all over this story. They've been terrible. And, uh, yeah, good for them. Making some history. Got to do something when you're that bad, I guess. Yep. Lose so bad, you're the best at losing. And they'll play the Raptors on Saturday, which will be a Pistons win. That'll end the streak. A little bit of Jays news for you. Kevin Kiermaier will be returning to Toronto. Bit of a surprise. On a one-year contract worth $10 million. Kind of crazy to see how he went from being public enemy number one to a fan favorite. But I quite like what he brings, and I'm happy he's back. Guys, your thoughts? Yeah, I think this is a smart signing for Toronto. Um, I know it kind of, like, that, that was one spot where... You were thinking if they get Bellinger, this improves the offense Mm -hmm. that needed to improve greatly. But I I think the defense he brings, the leadership he brings, he's the type of guy that you win with, quite frankly. I I think they're out on Bellinger now. I think they've they've solidified this outfield. It's going to be Varsho Springer and, or sorry, Varsho Kiermaier Springer. Yeah. Left to right. Uh, Yeah, it it was a smart move. Cheap money. Uh, Obviously, has to pass physical. It's incentive-based. Can't go wrong with this deal. I still think there's going to be another move out there. There has to be be a trade to bring in a third baseman. Maybe they circle back on Matt Chapman, bring him in at a decent, you know, under probably under $100 million now. He's probably not getting that. Uh, Baseball free agency has been... Shohei and uh, Yamamoto, they took out all, like, they took out all the, the, the... you know the, the luster of, of, of what <laughs> baseball free agency should Just a be a mere billion dollars. I think you yeah. should. I think you have to probably force these guys to start signing before Feb one. You think? I, I don't know. I feel like th- this is a life altering decision. It is. You know, like it's. I I, I don't want to put pressure on anyone making like ten, fifteen, and I, I guess baseball works different. Like I can show up halfway through spring training, just pick it up. It's not like yeah. and baseball is like long. Yeah, you drag. don't have to learn nobody's, the playbook. Nobody's feeling it until like June, July, anyways. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it makes makes sense. It, I don't know. You just the thing is, there's the lack of big names. It was Shohei. Yeah, obviously the Japanese guys, but like yeah, of the, the guys thing, that like were it's... actually here outside of Shohei, not exactly the big names. Like Bellinger down after the MVP. Matt Chapman, he's been down at least offensively since the month of April. Yeah, it, Blake it, Snell did win the Cy Young, but no one cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> Two times Cy Young. Nobody yeah. cares. We gotta get to Matty Marchese, but yeah, no. Yeah, nothing, uh, nothing really hap- happening locally other than the Flames, obviously. Uh, off day for the Hitmen and the Wranglers, but they'll both have a game tomorrow, and that is your morning report. And hey. good night, and good luck to you, sir. Thank you, boys. Uh, morning report brought to you by uh, Motorworks. Uh, if you own a BMW, uh, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue and 3rd Street South. East. Uh, we'll do a little NFL chat, maybe some Leaf talk as well. See how they're doing with Matty Marchese, host of the Fan Checkdown. That's next as Big Show continues on Sports 960 The Fan.